The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare, one of our favorite partners, one of our favorite brands, one of the most productive businesses we can talk about on this show. Want to learn a new skill around pretty much anything taught to you by people like you and I? Check out Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, with so much to explore, real projects to create, and support fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth, and it's incredibly affordable with annual subscriptions that are less than $10 a month. So check it out. Explore your creativity at Skillshare dot com slash TSC and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Aha. So if you just cycle through those, it's sort of this proverbial yoga class for your metabolism. Like if your meta- metabolism is not so flexible right now, it's more in this sugar burning mode, especially after just having a baby. Uh, this is a way to sort of rev up your fat adaptation or your metabolic flexibility. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. You have me, Lauren Everett's boss today. I am in a good mood, Michael. Lucky you. And you have my husband, Michael. I can tell you're in a good mood because normally we do these pickups. Guys, there's a little behind the scenes action here. We do these pickups where we come in, do the intros after, or do the, do the, you know, the ad spot placements. And normally it's like pulling teeth. And normally I have to come with like a shield because she's attacking me. She's abusive. She doesn't, you know, she, she doesn't like my feedback. No, I don't like your feedback. So today it's been pretty, it's been going pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty swimmingly. Okay. And we have a date tonight. So that'll be fun. Oh, that's why you're in a good one. You're a best behavior because you want to make sure that I get the good one and not the cheap swill. The best Italian restaurant in LA has the best pasta. I was trying to think about why you're in a good mood. You don't want, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin the date tonight. No, the date you better come with like all guns blazing tonight. Like I want my chair pulled out. I want the door open. I want my red wine Brunello specifically. I want a nice appetizer. Also in a good mood because we had a good morning session. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true too. I laid that pipe good. Sorry, that's a little vulgar. That's a little vulgar. But I, I got kind of, You could see we're in a good mood. Okay. She's she almost she's gonna try to make me edit that out. I'll, Taylor, leave that I'm in. I'm not, I'm not edit editing out. out. I don't care. I don't I don't edit. We're husband out. and wife. Lauren. No, it's in fine. this episode we talk about how you can't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. So I don't care. So Okay, who do we have on the podcast? Today we have Dr. Will Cole. He has been all over the news because he is Gwyneth Paltrow's health guru. He's a senior functional medicine clinical director in Pittsburgh. And his specialty is an autoimmune brain, gut, hormone, and thyroid, okay? He's a real expert. He just wrote a book that's all about fasting. We get into it into this episode. The book is called Intuitive Fasting. We are doing a giveaway. If someone wants to win a copy of his book, Intuitive Fasting, the flexible four-week intermittent fasting plan to recharge your metabolism and renew your health. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at The Skinny Confidential. 
and get excited because the foreword is written by Gwyneth Paltrow herself. And I would also like to just add that Dr. Wilco also has a new podcast on the Dear Media Podcast Network called The Art of Being Well with Dr. Wilco with a bunch of great knowledge on that podcast. I really encourage everybody to check it out. And I think it's so important. Listen, we talk about a lot of things on this episode, but one of these things is to is talking about how you actually have to listen to what people are saying. We've gotten to a place where people are so fast to jump down people's throats. I know the topic of diet and intermittent fasting is a hot topic, but let's all give somebody the chance to at least share their perspective before we jump in and pass judgments. I think Dr. Will Cole is amazing. I think he has a ton of great knowledge. He's been doing this for a long time. He's got a lot of great results with his clients. With that, Dr. Will Cole, my friend, welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. What did you eat today? You're traveling. Yeah. So I'm traveling. I, actually, I fasted this morning, and then I broke my fast at lunchtime. And that's typically what I do. I do around an 18-hour fast most days. But when I don't want to, I don't want, like, then I'll eat when I want. And that's part of what I'm trying to say to people. I'm not advocating them to starve themselves. That's not what we're talking about here. It's having flexibility in your life and not being bound by cravings and and hangriness. So anyway, so I fast because I want to and it feels good. And then I break my fast around lunch. I had this Erwan curry chicken. Have you had that one with grapes? Super good, like curry stuff going on. And then uh, Simple Mills crackers and a big salad. I got to save up for a year before I go to Erwan. That's, <laughs> that's what and then what will you have after that? Because you're drinking your... Tr- how do you say it? Tea Java. Tea Java tea, which I'm 100% getting after this. And will you do a snack and will you do dinner? So uh, I'm sipping on this. I had a Zevia too this morning. Have you guys had Zevia? Yeah, Zevia is great. It's like my, oh man, it's Zevias are good. Okay. There's like Stevia soda. Okay. So I had that. And then I don't know. I, I'm actually going to Barbara Sturm's house for dinner. So whatever she cooks. I love her. And you're looking so glowy. Is that courtesy of her? (laughs) Yeah, in part. Yeah. She's come on the show before. Tell her we say hello. I have to thank you, Dr. Will, for joining me as one of the only men on the Dear Media Podcast Network. Thank you so much. Hey. I was was starting to feel isolated there. (laughs) Thanks for bringing me on. It's been exciting. I love the process. You guys, your team is amazing. And I'm honored to be a part of the group. Yeah, I'm like down here and the team is up here. Like without the team, we'd be, we'd be, this, the ship wouldn't be going. Uh, I, you know who I talked to recently was Elise Lunin. Do you know her from Goop? She I don't think we've, we've met. Okay. She, she she said the same thing. She's like, you're in a great company, but you're one of the only guys. I'm like, I know, but. That's cool. A part of the going conversation. The That's okay. It's nice. So it's if good. Barbara Sturm's serving wine tonight, are you having wine? No, I don't normally drink. You're not a drinker. And I'm, a, I'm not uncomfortable to say no, thank you. A lot of times feel that pressure. People feel that pressure. My patients tell me that. Like, what am I supposed to do? I just say, no, thank you. And it's fine. And I'm not against drinking. I'll have it occasionally a few times a year, but it's not, I don't feel great when I drink even just a glass. So I just don't like, I don't like not feeling great. That makes sense. Yeah. So today I woke up hungover. (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Will. (laughs) I had three margaritas last night. Okay. But I was scrolling through Daily Mail. And I see your name with Gwyneth Paltrow and she's holding your book and talking about how obsessed she is with your method. Mm -hmm. I know that she she likes her martini too. What are some changes that you guys have worked on with her diet? Yeah, well, a lot of what I talked about in intuitive fasting is what we implemented because look, all the stuff that I've written, it's just a ripple effect of my clinical practice. So 
we ran labs on her, so we got better context. You can't put all that individual context in a book, but we did we did labs. We ran some blood labs and some other labs, and we started leaning into protocols to improve her health. So it's interesting to see the response. Like for me, it's so normal. I mean, eating healthy foods, some flexible intermittent fasting. It's not radical, but hearing the press and people, I feel like they like to, I feel like they, they like to professionally misunderstand things. Yeah. We're in an interesting time where people like to just take things and run with it. And mm-hmm. they, and it's they, called sensationalizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to say it. I, I, what is the pushback that you're getting? If any, like, why is this so controversial? We've talked about intermittent. We've talked about it before yeah. with you on this show. And, right. and I, I like it a lot. I mean, I feel good when I intermittent fast. It's not saying don't eat. It's just like yeah. giving the body a chance to, you exactly. Know. It's not caloric restriction. That's the thing too. And it's, we're not even talking about multiple day fasts. We're talking about a specific subtype of intermittent fasting called time-restricted feeding, and you're still eating ample amount of calories. You're just doing a specific amount of windows. That's the research that I'm talking about, and these are the benefits that I see on an hourly basis with patients, and their labs improve. So for me, it's so not controversial, but I think you're right. I think it is sensationalism, and I think when you have someone like Gwyneth that's involved with it, she could say anything, and it's going to offend a whole tribe of people that are addicted to being triggered and addicted to being offended. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that going on right now. I can go down a whole rabbit hole with that. I feel like, yeah, at this, I feel like we've gotten to a place where me personally, when Mm -hmm. everyone's offended by everything, I stop worrying about offending anyone because I can't, there's there's too many potholes to step into. So now my, my blanket statement to everyone is like, you don't like me, fucking turn me off. You don't like Lauren, (laughs) turn me off because there's too many, you can't say anything anymore without offending somebody. The pendulum's going to swing. People are going to get sick of this shit. And I used to go, yeah, I used I to go so. into the feedback, like, okay, let me read critical feedback and see like what makes sense and what doesn't. And if there is room for improvement, but now it's too, like we've gone to a place in society where people are just so triggered and so offended by everything that I actually think it's counterproductive now to look at what anyone said. I, you just got to do I yourself. always right. tell any creator that not to read their own press clippings. Mm. Don't read the comments, mm-hmm. good or bad. Don't read yeah. it. It's un- unless it's something that's that is it's good energy and good yeah. vibes, and you get in there and it's good. Or or if it's something like Michael just said, that's c- constructive feedback. Yeah. But if it's just people that are hating, like yeah. who cares? Yeah, it is. And it, talk about r- judging a book by its cover. They haven't even read the book. They don't even know what <laughs> we're just talking came, about. It just came out. It just came out. And the, they're they're saying. I mean, they don't even know what they're talking about. We're talking about very basic. The I mean, if. Waiting until 11 a.m. is radical to you. You've got problems. Yeah. I mean, this is for the totality of human history. I mean, this was normal, but we're just so a addicted to being offended and b addicted to food where we feel like, wow, that's radical to, to wait till noon to eat. It's yeah. not radical. I love waiting until noon. I think like also yeah. my problem, like I'm I. I'm not offended by anyone because I don't want to give anyone the power over my mind. I don't want to. I could disagree with people, and be like, right. ah, that's, but I choose to not be offended by anyone because I feel like that gives somebody else power over yeah. me. Also, I 100%. think if you're triggered by something, you need to look inward of why it's triggering you. Right. But anyways, um, let's, let's get let's into, let's, let's go back. Well, let's, you know, I got to ask my main question though. Yeah. What are the microsystems that you guys changed in her diet that needed refreshing? Like I look at Gwyneth and I think she's like the epitome of wellness. Like how much better can you get? What, mm-hmm. what were the things that you were sort of helping her with when mm-hmm. it came to her diet? Uh, yeah. And obviously, I, I, you guys are my friends. And I'm prefacing this for people that don't know this, that I'm not 
she's been public about this stuff. So I'm not breaking any patient privacy, anything. She wanted, she had COVID in April and she was struggling with brain fog and some fatigue issues and some chronic inflammatory issues. And she was looking to bounce back, like get her health back. And I think like everybody, they're when their world's turned upside down to a certain degree with during the pandemic and being out of your routine, your food, uh, the way that you eat may have changed as well. So we just started getting back to the basics, getting some foundation and improving metabolic flexibility and supporting healthy, lowered inflammation levels. So, th so through changing food and through flexible intermittent fasting, different uh, supplement protocols. And she's also working with her conventional doctor too. So it's a good combination of her just supporting her health. It's really the most uncontroversial uncont thing in the world, but they made it into something. It'll sell books for you. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. What's, what's an example of a food you swap out? So for instance, like if I am eating a burger, I'll wrap it in lettuce. Is there any like little modifications yeah, or tips? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I do that too. Like if I go to a restaurant, I will get like a protein style. That's what I do. Because it, to me, I don't feel great when I have bread. And that, and that's the thing too, is, is if you feel great on bread and your labs look great, if what you're doing is working for you, keep on doing it. I'm not telling everybody to do the same thing. I'm talking about if you're not feeling good, these are things to consider to improve your health. And a lot of people are feeling really shitty and they don't even know why. So I'm here to at least give my perspective from from a functional medicine perspective on why those why that could be and chronic inflammation and these metabolic issues are certainly common they're so common and that's a good alternative what are some foods that are causing inflammation besides bread and obviously we like just preface this we're not talking about everyone we're just talking about some some people. Yeah. What are what are some Let's, foods? Scientifically, what are the like? Because then you know, if people want to be mad about science. Then, then I don't know what to say. Like scientifically, what are the foods that typically you, you're seeing this from? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I like your advice of like just not caring. If you don't like it, just move on. Move on. You with can't. Your life. Well, the, the, my, I, I mean, we're gonna go on a tangent. The reason I say you can't care is because no matter what you say, if you, if you, if you pander to that and you say something that doesn't offend this person, it's mm -hmm. offending this other person. So, exactly. like you, right. so my whole thing is like, well, I'm just going to be authentically myself, be who I am, say what I want, do what I want and mm -hmm. not care about anybody's feelings because it, regardless, I'm yeah. going to end up irritating somebody in this culture. Yeah. So I just don't, I so now I'm like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Man, that's good advice. I need to take it. So some things that are the biggest drivers of inflammation are going to be mainly processed grains, but other grains can be triggers too for people. So that's wheat, rye, oat, barley, spelt. Uh, you can get better versions of them, of course, but generally grains, added sugar, which everybody knows that, disrupts the microbiome, it raises insulin resistance, it raises inflammation levels in the body. Industrial seed oils, like uh, canola oil, vegetable oil, eating lots of those can be problematic. Conventional dairy is problematic for a lot of people too. Some people are fine with it and you can get better versions of it, like the grass-fed stuff, the A2 stuff, the cultured dairy, there's better versions to just every, all the things I just said, there are all better alternatives to it. It's not all or nothing, but those are the top four. Hold up. Let's talk about the one mineral that you should be worried about not getting enough of. And that, no surprise to anyone, is magnesium. So let me tell you about magnesium. It's the body's master mineral. 
And there's so many benefits to incorporating magnesium into your diet, like detoxification, fat metabolism, energy, and even digestion. It's all influenced by the presence of magnesium. Not to mention, it does wonders to manage your stress levels and get better sleep. I could not live without magnesium. How Michael and I like to use it is at night, we like to wind down with it. You could also use it in the morning, but for some reason, I find it to be really effective when I'm winding down. The magnesium product that we're referring to is called Magnesium Breakthrough. So it's going to have all seven forms of the mineral. I learned all about this from their team. It's so crazy because there's so many magnesiums on the market that don't have all seven forms of magnesium. This particular magnesium has been selling faster than the company who makes it by optimizers has been able to keep up with. It is flying off the shelves because it does such wonders for the body. It seriously has sold out a couple of times, especially with everything going on in the world. Like I said, this has seven forms of magnesium in it where others have one to two forms of magnesium. So the Skinny Confidential team was able to arrange for some stock to be set aside just for our audience. And I'm going to guarantee you that it's the best deal available on this product. So like Lauren said, it is one of the best deals for this particular product with volume discounts combined with our custom 10% coupon using Skinny 10. You can save up to 40% off select packages of Magnesium Breakthrough. That's an amazing value. You won't find that deal on Amazon or even on the company's own website. This deal is exclusively for our podcast listeners and it's only while supplies last. So check it out for the fastest possible shipping times. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash skinny. That's M-A-G breakthrough.com slash skinny and use coupon code skinny10 to save up to 40% off select packages to get the most full spectrum and effective magnesium product ever. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com slash skinny and use code skinny10. I wanted to ask you, so I've been reading, and I'm going to butcher this because this is not my area of expertise, histamine, right? Histamines and alcohol. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've started to like alcohol less and less. And, Mm. And I've always been somebody that can drink in moderation and I've had fun doing it, but like maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but I I started reading about histamines the other day. I'm like, oh, I have a lot of those things. I get red, I get flushed. Like maybe I'm having a little allergic reaction to certain things. If I drink red wine, I can't sleep. I don't feel well. What's going on there? Okay. So I see this a lot. I mean, histamine intolerance is very, very common within my patient base. I don't know the statistics nationwide, but in my sect of people, they're dealing a lot with gut issues and that looks different for different people. And they may not have extreme digestive symptoms. They may be going to the bathroom fine, but they're having reactions to foods that are higher in histamines. And I think you see a lot of these issues that maybe 50, 100 years ago and, and before then, they weren't so common. But I think when you look at the epidemic of gut-centric problems that manifest in different ways for different people, those things are becoming more and more ubiquitous. So histamine intolerance is associated oftentimes in research with a dysbiosis or a specific type of dysbiosis called SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. That doesn't mean everybody with histamine intolerance has SIBO or dysbiosis, but it does mean a lot of people with SIBO do have histamine intolerance. So we have to look if it's a component for you and rule it out. But there are other things too. There's genetic variants that, that can predispose people to histamine intolerance. Yeah, well. I mean, I've, I think I've told you this before. I'm quarter Japanese. A lot of people don't know that. You never know it by looking at me. You know, we get that, the Asian glow when I drink certain things. Like I, yeah. And so I got to be careful, but I, I feel like it's something that I've actually like maybe developed and maybe that has to do with diet or gut health because mm-hmm. I didn't used to get as bothered by alcohol as I do now. And yeah. now when I drink, I'm like, uh, like I, a lot of time now, I'm like, I'd rather just not even do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, I want people to grow in that intuition on their body just because what 
it's what everybody else is doing because you've heard it on a on a podcast. You should test it for yourself and say, is this worth it or not? And I want people to have agency over their health to say, look, just because it was my everyday or it worked for me for a time, it's not working for me now. And pivot. Be okay with pivoting for your health. What are some meals and snacks that you go to for yourself, for your patients, for Gwyneth? What What are people like? What are your recs? Like even like brand, snacks and stuff. Yeah, and even brands. Like if you have okay. a bread brand you like, like what are your brands? Yeah, so I I like bars and things like especially when I'm on the go and I'm traveling. I'm like in between meetings and stuff. I like the bulletproof bars. Have you guys had those? Not yet. Vanilla shortbread is a good flavor. I like the Epic Bars. They're out of Texas, Austin. They are really good regenerative farmed organic meat bars, but they also have fruits and nuts in them. So for people that eat meat, that's an option. I like the Dang Bars. They're a plant-based, low-carb, keto, healthy bar. There's so many good things. I mean, I get sent so many cool brands and there's so much so much creativity when it comes to taking things that are not replacing real foods, but we live a busy life sometimes and we want something convenient. So I'd rather someone be pragmatic and say, let's go for something like that versus feel like, you know, it's all or nothing and they're either healthy or they're off the wagon, so to speak. What about meals? Is there any meals that you go to like cauliflower rice, like specific things? Like when I eat out or? Yeah. What, what, like what do you tell your patients to do? Like modify everything? What Like what are your your go-tos when it comes to breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like do you eat eggs? Yeah. So I eat what I, in the book, in intuitive fasting is basically how I eat. It's Mediterranean ketogenic diet that's flexible and cyclical. So I have carbohydrates when I want it, but I have my foundation and then I can f- pivot from there. So it's grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish avocados, avocado oil, olives, olive oil, lots of vegetables, uh, nuts and seeds. So it's sort of that approach. I don't, I mean, it's so intuitive for me now that I I will have, I'm not measuring macros. I'm not measuring calories. I'm just eating until satiety. And that's the message of what I'm trying to say with intuitive fasting. When you're metabolically flexible, you can go longer without eating. Not because it's some arduous, obsessive thing. You're just more metabolically flexible. So that's what That's the message of intuitive fasting and what I'm trying to get across to people. But I mean, other meals idea, like Chipotle, I like their cauliflower rice. Have you tried that one? The rice cauliflower? I didn't know they even did that there. Yeah. Who uh, got that moved was, uh, happened was Melissa Urban from Whole30. Really? Yeah. Because she got the Whole30 bowl and she was talking a whole year prior to them and saying like, you need to get this. But they didn't have, they had to figure out how to mass produce this rice cauliflower so it's launched in January. We've never had her on the show, but we have a, a bunch of mutual friends. I mean, we should probably make that happen. Oh, yeah. Melissa, come on the show. She will do that for sure. She's cool. She's got a cool story too. She's amazing. You guys would love her. Yeah. What's your coffee order if you drink coffee? Yeah, I do. I drink coffee occasionally. I'll just black coffee. I'm super boring that way. But I, I mean, maybe a splash of almond milk occasionally. I'll do that. But I like tea. Like I have this big 40 of green tea. So that's why I thought that was an old English when you came <laughs> in. I was like, oh, damn, Dr. Will's coming in hot on the show. <laughs> but, you know, my favorite tea is Earl Grey tea, actually. Do you guys like I tea? love Earl Grey tea. We forget about Earl Grey. Yeah. yeah. Earl Grey is like strong caffeine, like But it has coffee. a nice 
taste. It's, it's like, like gra- a hug from grandma. <laughs> exactly. Put a, a little, little almond milk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Earl Grey's good. You, you, he's uh, gonna go like order Earl Grey and Epic Bars. <laughs> you know what? Though? I, know, like, I did so it all well. wrong growing up. I grew up with like the Lipton Earl Grey. You know, yeah. like remember the yeah. Lipton one? Oh, synthetic. Yeah, like that was not good. Oh yeah. my god, you did do it wrong. But you like, for sure had Lipton. Listen, that shit was good with little honey. But you know what? Something cool and sciency is Earl Grey tea has bergamot in it, which is a citrus from Calabria in Italy. If you're getting the real Earl Grey, Earl Grey tea with bergamot oil, it's been shown to support autophagy pathways, which is the cellular recycling. Fasting does that as well. Ketotarian does that as well because it is uh, fasting mimicking. I like to actually, when I'm fasting, have Earl Grey tea for that reason. Speaking of fasting, because we're talking- Really quick though, and, what brand of Earl Grey tea? If we have to Peak tea. Peak tea. I, I'm obsessed right. with peak tea. Simon okay. Chang, shout out to Simon. He's brilliant. I'm obsessed. Peak tea is pretty much the only tea we drink. Me too. Um, I mean, I'll have this occasionally because I'm on the go. But no, it's the best. At the clinic, I it's all day, 10 hours a day with peak. Sometimes I do Pilates with Simon. Really? <laughs> what? Hi, Simon. So, <laughs> so let's talk about fasting. I know we've done it before, but for new listeners or people that are just learning about fasting, and we've covered it on this show, you've covered it. But mm-hmm. scientifically, let's go. Let's go through the controversy. Let's talk about why you're yeah. so controversial right now. Let's <laughs> let's go into autophagy yeah. and yeah. fasting and the benefits from your perspective. Okay. So I think part of the controversy specifically is because I called the book Intuitive Fasting and there are people, I mean, the tribalism that we keep talking about, they own that word intuition, apparently. They don't really, but they just, the intuitive eating movement feels like that's our word and it's the word police. And it's like, well, no, actually I'm having a completely different conversation from a functional medicine standpoint and you don't own that word. And this is born out of years of clinical experience and personal experience. And just because it doesn't resonate with you, move on. Like you said, I think that's great advice. Intuitive fasting is just my approach to using food as medicine and fasting as medicine to feel great. But you have to uh, build metabolic flexibility to actually get to the place of true intuitive eating from my standpoint. Because most of the world, 50% of the United States has a blood sugar problem. They have insulin resistance. They have PCOS. They have prediabetes, type 2 diabetes, 50 million Americans have an autoimmune condition. We're talking about a lot of issues. So maybe for a certain sect of people that have no health issues, they feel great in their body, food's never been an issue for them, health has never been an issue for them, intuitive eating as it's talked about, that's amazing. People that have past eating disorders, that's amazing for them. But all the other people out there that are really struggling with hangriness and cravings and fatigue and food is like making them feel horrible. Is it hangriness or is it intuition? Is it blood sugar problems or intuition? Is it insatiable cravings or intuition? I mean, emotional eating, stress eating is not intuitive eating, but many people, when they see that, my patients at least, are like, what the heck does it even mean? Because their body has imbalanced signaling pathways. When you have insulin resistance and hormonal problems, all of those things are going to mask themselves as what your body wants. But when you're going to foods that make you feel really lousy, is that really your intuition? No, it's not your and that your that stuff is clouding and and hiding the actual voice of your intuition. So what I want people to do is to calm that proverbial noise in their body, so they can actually hear that still small voice of their intuition, because their blood sugar will be balanced, their gut brain axis will be healthy, their their satiety signals will be properly. We're building physiological infrastructure. So that's what fasting does. So these vacillating, ebbing and flowing eating and fasting windows start to support something called beta-hydroxybutyrate or BHB, which is a ketone body. Ketones are known in the research as the fourth macronutrient. So we have 
protein, fats, carbs, and ketones. So it's a way to fuel your body. Ketogenic diet does that as well. It's mimicking fasting. So I'm pairing ketotarian, which is the name of my first book, but it's it's the second part of the conversation because they're two sides of the same coin. If, if someone's supporting ketosis through a ketogenic diet, but also fasting, that amplifies the benefits of both. They're part of the same lifestyle and tool in the toolbox. So it's starting to fuel the body, but beta-hydroxybutyrate isn't just a way to burn fat, even though it is. It's also an epigenetic modulator, meaning it does really cool things for our health. One of them is it lowers inflammation. It's, it lowers these pathways, not to get super sciencey, but things like NF-kappa B, the NLRP3 inflammasome, these, these are high in a lot of people with autoimmunity. They're high in people with chronic health problems, and it's a natural and completely free way to lower that inflammation. And it upregulates things like autophagy, which I just mentioned, these cellular resilient pathways, supports longevity. It reset, it's helps to help with the dysbiosis, the SIBO that I was talking about. It gives your gut circadian rhythm ability to start to recalibrate. So it's far reaching as far as its benefits. And this is all what's being explored in the scientific journals. And it's exciting. And it's something that I've implemented with my patients for the past decade. But I thought it was a good time to come out with the book because people are talking about both of these things, intuition, as far as intuitive eating and intermittent fasting. I thought, let's have a functional medicine conversation about both of these topics. quick break to talk about clean beauty. So I never was really into clean beauty until I got pregnant. And I realized I had to go through all my beauty products, all my skin products, and really examine what I wanted to use. And that is when I discovered Three Ships. So I am a huge, huge fan because they're an all-natural vegan skincare brand. And their mission is to make clean beauty accessible for all women by providing 100% plant-derived certified cruelty-free skincare products, and here's the best part, under $40. So what I like about them is they're making clean beauty accessible to everyone. When I was pregnant, I was specifically drawn to their serum, and it's this vitamin C serum that lays so nice under makeup. It gives you a glow. There's tons of antioxidants, and I truly used it every single day I was pregnant. And since then, I've been a really big fan of their products. Another product that I think that you guys will like is their Purify Aloe and Amino Acid Cleanser. So this is their number one bestseller, which is why I wanted to shout it out. And it has amino acids in it to keep your skin soft and supple, but also combats breakouts. And again, it's so nice because there's formulation transparency. Their mission is to avoid 1,400 toxins that are in so many skincare brands. So I'm obsessed and the pricing is right and everything's under $40. They're giving all Skinny Confidential listeners 20% off their products with code SKINNY20. You can find Three Ships at over 500 Target stores as well as Target.com. You can use Three Ships online store locator to find the best Target store near you. Three Ships is giving TSC listeners 20% off their first order on threeshipsbeauty.com with promo code SKINNY20. So you're going to head to threeshipsbeauty.com and use promo code SKINNY20 for 20% off your first order. That's threeshipsbeauty.com with promo code SKINNY20. They also have an amazing 30-day free return policy, including covering the cost of shipping. So you can feel confident that you'll love their natural skincare products. Threeshipsbeauty.com. I still have 10 pounds of baby weight to lose. Okay. What are some recommendations that you would give to someone like me? Obviously, I know you have to look at my labs. I'm going to send you my labs. Just maybe a couple of recommendations. Yeah. I honestly would start 
with leaning into the protocol in the book because postpartum, your body needs to reset and to find its sort of new homeostasis. And this is a way to speed that up. Even without doing anything, it will slowly move there if you're eating healthy foods. But a way to speed that up is, is some flexible time-restricted feeding. So week one is a 12-12 eating window and you're eating lots of good foods uh, until satiety within that 12-hour window. So that's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's basically just not eating too late. So that's a one way to do that. You're fasting through the night until you break the fast at breakfast. I eat very late. That's probably an issue, huh? Yeah, yeah. And once in a while, I mean, some people can get away with it, but many people can't, especially if you're going through some hormonal changes already. It may just, you may not be going enough through the night with fasting so your body can rebalance and recalibrate. These autophagy, autophagy pathways can be supported. So that's an easy fix. Start there. Week two is the metabolic recharge fast. It's a bit deeper. It's about a 16 to 18 hour fast. That's where you see, honestly, most of the research on the 16-8 or the 18-6 fasting to eating window. So that's another way to really support decreasing insulin resistance. There's a lot of good studies around that and lowering inflammation levels. So if you just cycle through those, it's sort of this proverbial yoga class for your metabolism. Like if your meta metabolism is not so flexible right now, it's more in this sugar burning mode, especially after just having a baby, uh, this is a way to sort of rev up your fat adaptation or your metabolic flexibility. How do you feel about men versus women in the terms of fasting time? We've had Jillian Michaels on the show. I don't know if you've ever talked with her. I her. haven't, but yeah, I've heard uh, her position on it. And talking about different times for men and women. Do you agree with that stance or disagree? Yeah. No, I agree with her. And that's the thing too, is I think, you know, I, I don't want to talk bad on anybody, if it's, but the reality is my experience is the truth is somewhere in the middle. For people that say fasting is not good for women or you shouldn't do this or all these people shouldn't do that. Well, context matters. I mean, I know it's probably earth shattering news for people, but all women are different. And the idea of saying this isn't good for women is very reductionist to say, well, who is she and how is she fasting? Because is she going through insulin resistance or metabolic issues or PCOS or weight loss resistance? Or is she not? Is she going through sluggish thyroid or a chronic fatigued and is she leaner or is she going through all of those things? So it's the, how is she fasting? And then what is she going through? But I would say that most women tend to be more sensitive for the, with the deeper fasts longer because they tend to be higher in a signaling molecule called kispeptin, which women, it makes them more sensitive to longer fasts and longer time, lower carb and ketogenic diets. But that doesn't mean they can't do it. That's just like working out. You're not, you don't need to do the same workouts that everybody else is doing. You have to meet your body where it's at. So a cyclical, flexible way to fast leverages the benefits here without doing too much too soon and thinking you need to do more to see the benefits because you don't need to be extreme to see amazing benefits. What are some immunity tips to build immunity? Obviously, with everything going on in the world, immunity mm -hmm. is incredibly important. Yeah. Herbs, supplements, what are your So tricks? it starts with, really starts with food. I mean, I, I don't want to keep going back to that. I'll give people some additional ideas too, but believe me, you cannot supplement your way out of a poor diet. Like if you're eating like shit, but, but taking some supplements, it's really not the point of it. So I would say really focus on food first. <laughs> you should have to call me out. <laughs> All right. There's no shame here, right? But start 
with food because look, that's you're feeding your microbiome. That's 75% of your immune system. So when you're dealing with inflammatory problems or immune mediated issues or supporting your immune system, you want to look at where the predominance of the immune system resides, which is in your gut. So a lot of the foods that I'm talking about throughout my career and what's in the journals of clinical nutrition and what I, what's uh, in the books that I write, it's really food for the gut, which is food for the immune system. So that's primary. And then from there, we can give therapeutic doses of things that are good supportive tools. So vitamin C, great idea. It really supports the immune system in a powerful way. Two would be B vitamins, I think are really important for the immune system, specifically methylated B vitamins because methylfolate, B12, these are methyl donors, which are basically these carbon hydrogen groups that help to support something called methylation, which you need for a healthy immune system and lowered inflammation levels and a lot of different things too. And I mean, different herbs uh, like astragalus can be really good. Powder arco can be really good. Uh, good. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. Even adaptogens can be immunomodulatory, like the adaptogenic or medicinal mushrooms, I guess is the official way to say that. But things like chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, these are all immune supporters too. And medicinal mushrooms, do you mean like shrooms too? <laughs> yeah, not, not psilocybin, but the other... The other ones. Thoughts on psilocybin? It's an interesting field of research as far as it being beneficial. And I have seen anecdotally it be a lifesaver for some people that are really struggling with depression and really dark places in their life. And I've seen it be a great tool. But obviously, more research needs to be done. This stuff, a lot of it's not FDA cleared. But there's amazing people that are doing research on it. Do you know Will Sue? I No. Okay, I'll introduce you to him. If you want to talk about psilocybin, he's an expert on all psychedelics. So. We want to talk about it so bad. I, I'm hesitant to share my own experience because mm -hmm. I, I don't know all of the research behind it. So we want to have an expert on the podcast. Yeah, he's the guy to go, go to. And I think the group is called MAPS. Yeah. Yeah, so he's part of that and he he's in that world you so have he, to connect us to him yeah we'll soon i was so depressed after having a baby i've never felt depression like that before from postpartum and i microdosed mushrooms three times in a, a small period and mm -hmm. felt 95 percent better yeah and like i said not giving anyone advice just sharing my experience we're gonna have someone on the podcast but it really helped me yeah, I've heard similar stories. I yeah. think it is. The, I mean, they are doing, there's there's so many smart people that are involved in that field now. Like mm -hmm. it is going to be part of our future, regardless of what, you know, yeah. your stance is on it. Like it's going, like there's enough studies coming out and there's people going to figure out how to do it in a responsible way. Right. Yeah. And under the guidance of a trained doctor. And a lot of these psychedelics are actually being fast tracked because of the uh, compelling evidence. So it is exciting. And I, I would, yeah, I'll introduce you. To yeah, well. if you go back to the history of how like a lot of this stuff came about, like they were using it to cure depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and, you know, postpartum and also um, post-traumatic stress. But then like, I think. I think we've had some of the best conversations of our relationship. Probably, but we it got into that weird period of time, and I think it was maybe in the '60s, '70s, when like all the war on drugs, like all these, like it got all these bad labels. They stopped using it to heal people, and they started abusing it. And then right. you know, people like said, "Hey, your brain's gonna fall out of your head if you do this stuff." And mm -hmm. then I think people got scared off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but my ex personal experience is like it's been pretty mellow. I actually think alcohol is worse. Yeah, for you yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah, I would agree. And it's, 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 it is abused a lot in our culture today. Yeah, you're right. People shouldn't be afraid of these things, but they should talk to their doctor about them. This was a question from the audience. Are carbs really bad for you? So the conversation around carbohydrates, I think, is really interesting. First of all, when people ask that question, typically they're just thinking grains. They're thinking breads and pastas, and that's it. 
that is a carbohydrate, but so is fruits, so are is starchy vegetables like sweet potatoes or yams or white potatoes. Those are all carbohydrates because they break down into sugar. So it depends on the type of carbohydrate you're talking about, and it depends on the person. So some people are very carb sensitive, meaning they're very insulin resistant. They don't do well with more carbohydrates. Their body's going to respond in a negative way, especially the refined carbohydrates. Some people are very insulin sensitive or they, they can handle a lot of carbohydrates and they're fine. This is back to that bio-individuality, but, which I know isn't as sexy and like soundbitey, but it context matters. So who are you, who are you? But really that is sexy. It's finding out what works for you and finding out how you thrive. So carbohydrates aren't bad, and it depends on the type of carbohydrate too. But generally, yes, refined carbohydrates aren't good in excess for any human being, but that doesn't mean you can't have any of them. But it's about finding, I actually talk about it in intuitive fasting, it's finding your carb sweet spot. Some people do fine with more, some people aren't gonna do fine with more. Can you- Taylor, what the hell are you doing back there? Yeah, what are you, are you eating nerds? <laughs> are, are you fucking crunching pop rocks back there? What the hell's going on? <laughs> No, quit quit it back there. Okay. He's eating pink Starbucks. How are you eating pink Starbucks when you're listening to this episode? (laughs) Only fucking you. Like we're literally talking about inflammation in the body and sugar and you're (laughs) popping fucking Starbucks. I heard him back there. I'm like, he's up to no good. Starburst. I haven't had a Starburst since the 90s. How how is it? I wonder. It's amazing. You love it, huh? Taylor likes to eat Panda Express, Starburst. What else do you like to eat? McDonald's and Jack in the Box. Those are his his pillars. Nice. His um, pyramid. <laughs> I would love for you, if you can, to talk about any other celebrities that you've worked with that have seen big changes and maybe talked about it publicly. Let's talk about skills. There is really no excuse with Skillshare, especially when you're at home more than ever now, you can learn the skills that you've always wanted to learn. I have my team attending Skillshare. They're looking at the Instagram story graphics, the videos, the works, the Photoshop one is good too. There's so many different classes on Skillshare that will enhance and add value to your life. Listen, guys, the world is changing. The days of going through resumes and looking at degrees and qualifications is over. What people are hiring for is skills, new skills that people are not taught in regular schools. I can tell you that the majority of the hires that I've made at Dear Media have been with people that are just go-getters that have acquired skills that are not necessarily taught in traditional systems. And Skillshare is the best place to start learning some of these skills on your own to enhance your professional and personal capabilities. They have skills on everything from graphic design, how to create a podcast, how to be more productive, how to run finance, all of these different things taught by people like you and me. I feel like whenever I want to add more value to my life, I'm always refining my skills. And I think Skillshare is such an amazing hobby to have on the side. If you have a full-time job, you can go on at night and learn all different kinds of skills. So what is Skillshare? It's an online community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. And one of my favorite favorite courses to start with on Skillshare is a course by a guy named Greg McEwen. He's been on this show before. He's an author of a book called Essentialism. And I think he has another one coming out and he has a course all about productivity and what's essential. That's a great place to start. Everyone wants to be more productive, more efficient with your time. And his course on Skillshare is an amazing place to start. Michael always raves about that course. I need to take that one. You always talk about it. So that's next on my list. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable. The annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash TSC and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and this, can I have a, I'll go back to Gwyneth real fast too. I think it's quite interesting for her to say on social media, and she wrote the foreword of the book too. She wrote the foreword of Intuitive Fasting. For her to say she feels great and she's never felt better in her life, and somehow people want to take that away from somebody. That's really nefarious, actually, to say, no, you're not feeling right the way that I think you should feel right. You should do it the way I, it works for me. This is ridiculous. This is You want to get in this territory again? This, <laughs> oh, we could go on for days about this. this that's the, pissing me off, I guess, because I see someone that actually their labs improve and their lives improved and someone's turning that into something negative. Well, what, what's happening is this all started in politics, right? Like I think this year, this last year we just had, people want people to view the world the way they view it and they mm-hmm. want people to follow the rules they follow and do mm-hmm. things they do. Like, And if you don't, then we've created this like us versus them society. Yeah. But it's now gotten so crazy that we've crossed over to people's health and wellness and lifestyle choices and dating choices because people people feel entitled to tell other people how they should live. Mm-hmm. Where Lauren and I have gotten hot water this entire past year is we've said, fuck you, we don't care. Don't tell us how to live. Like we're going to do what works mm-hmm. for us. We're not telling you what to do. But I think this is a perfect example of somebody comes out, they say something that's working for them. They like their personal opinion and people attack them because it doesn't mm-hmm. align with how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem in society because I don't care how anyone else lives. As long as it's not affecting and bothering me, like do your right. thing. Right. But we've got, it's, it's, it's entitlement people yeah. for the first time or people are entitled to yeah. tell other people how to live and it's not good. Right. And social media makes it so easy. Yeah. You just click a button, but anyways, yeah. So it's, it's, she's feeling great and her labs are looking great and her life's improving. Other celebrities that have been public, Elle McPherson is a sweet human being and so kind. I mean, we've done things together as well, clinically and health wise. And she's, she's amazing health wise anyways. It's just a matter of me being there from a functional medicine perspective for for her and supporting her. I'm sure there's other celebrities. I I just can't think of who. And you think it's very, very important to do the blood. You have to do the blood work to see what the context is. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's a good benchmark. In lieu of labs, not everybody has access to it or even wants to do that at this point in their life. That's why I put in the book this uh, quiz that I adapted from questions that I ask patients. So it's not in replacement of a lab, but it's just a sub-diagnostic way to give you a pointer on like, okay, how how am I doing? And the higher the score is, probably your labs are not going to look so good. So it's the metabolic flexibility quiz and they can retest it as they improve but labs are a good objective data, yeah. What's an example of one of the questions on the quiz? Like, give us an example. Yeah, I mean, do you crave, do you have to eat, here's a good one. Do you have to eat every couple of hours? And if not, you get hangry and like basically bite someone's head off. And then when you eat food, do you feel fatigued and lethargic afterwards? Do you feel like eating, thinking about, do you feel like you think about food more then you should like the next meal, the next snack. And it's just this constant, your whole life is dictated by the next meal and next snack. Those are some hallmark signs that you could have metabolic inflexibility, some sort of insulin resistance, some sort of chronic inflammatory problem. I would say no to both those questions, which is good, right? That's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to do what that. What about the reverse of that though, where like 
sometimes you forget to eat or you don't eat enough. My husband has absolutely no attachment to food. Well, no, I've never I, seen anything like it. I, I get in, yeah, well, I'll, we've talked, I get in the zone and I'll sometimes, it's not that I forget, I just will like be so in and the zone. And when he starts being I'm, a dick, I look at him and I go, but then I will get, have you eaten? I will get hangry, but I sometimes feel like I stretch it too far. Yeah, and then, and then, then I crash and I, and I stuff pizza. my face with whatever. Like, I'm, what have you eaten today? Be honest. Um, D- don't lie, you can't even this, face. This morning, I, I haven't eaten yet. I had, no, I had a, what did I have? I had tea this morning. No, that's not true. I had eggs this morning. I had eggs and coffee and toast. You had a couple of my Starbursts. Too. No, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have any Starbursts today. No, but see, that's my problem. Uh, but at the, then <laughs> did again, you wash though, your plate after you ate the eggs? Yeah, of course. You did? Yeah, I always do. You don't. But don't, don't, don't worry about that. But no, I'll stretch it far. And then like what will happen today, since we're so in the zone working, I'll get out of the studio and I'll go have like a big meal that's probably too much and too gluttonous. And that like yeah. that. So that's my issue is I eat like I'll like go too hard after waiting too long. Does everyone mm-hmm. do this to you at parties and tell them tell you their whole fucking <laughs> life story and like what their blood work is and pull up their lab? and ask you to diagnose <laughs> it them. Happens, it happens. Yeah. yeah. I like it. This I is mean, the price some, to pay, dude. Yeah, I, it's true. Right. That's why I'm here. It makes me happy. I like helping people and it's good stuff. So far today. Well, hold on. What's my answer though? If I stretch it too far, that's oh, like... Yeah. You don't want to. You want to be... Because you're busy and like your mind's racing. You're probably not thinking about food and you're just so focused on what you're doing. So that's big checking in with your body too. You probably are not checking in with your body enough and you need to be eating more yep. and not going so long because that's yeah, not I good. Ne- I need to eat more. I know that. Because stress will do that to people too. It's like they're busy and they're stressed out about something and they just need to like work on their stress and be more in tune with their bodies. Yeah, I collect stress like it's my job. <laughs> I would love for you to analyze what I've eaten so far today. All right. Okay, so I woke up, had tons of water. I didn't have anything in my system until 10.30 when I ordered a... I'm going to get really detailed. Okay. A de-seeded cucumber juice because I heard the seeds are not the best for you. And then I ordered celery in it, lemon, ginger, and turmeric. Drank that whole entire thing. Had more water. Then I had an unsweetened almond milk latte with raw almond milk and cinnamon. Then I had two eggs and a piece of bread seriously, which is gluten-free yeah. toast because I'm I'm off gluten a little bit. I, I feel like it doesn't make me feel good with a tiny bit of grass-fed butter. And now I'm having some bell pepper mm-hmm. with the hot sauce, the yellow bird hot sauce yeah. and two tangerines. But I think you're going to tell me there's not enough protein here, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds amazing. And I think, I don't know if you, <laughs> side note, you could have a, a podcast just you saying what you ate all day long. That was so relaxing to hear you <laughs> give you all your meals. In but detail. last night I had three margaritas. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So all that sounds great. I, yeah, obviously fats and protein with your snack, but that's a snack. So you, do you feel good eating that, those foods? Yeah, I feel good eating the foods, but I just wish that I could kick this last 10 pounds. Yeah, so it may be eating too late. Yeah. I mean, this is just based on what I know, right? I'll look at labs and we'll get di- a bit bit deeper. But based on what I know now, eating late and alcohol may not be the best thing. Right? I'm doing so a right month, now. no alcohol starting Sunday. Michael's doing it with me. So that cool. should help the inflammation, I think. Yeah. It's Alcohol, like the problem with alcohol is it's like, oh, you want to celebrate something. You go out and you drink. Mm -hmm. Oh, like you had a bad day. Like I could use a glass of wine. And and then, oh, there's like an event, like whatever it is. There's always like something to have around. I Mm -hmm. try to do like three days off at a time, have it three days off at a time, have it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard. 
Yeah. And I think another point too, how old's the, the baby? One. Yeah. So your life, your body's gone through a lot and it's only been a year. So it may be just being okay with where you're at now. You're eating healthy, taking care of yourself, and it will gradually move in the right direction doing what you're doing. But my job is to say, can we speed it up a little bit? Can we kind of enhance this and optimize it? I want to ask you a, a broad question. So this obviously this last year we've had has been interesting with the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of patients. Is there something that you're seeing in common with all your patients that like or issues that you've noticed this last year, you know, with our diets changing, isolated, obviously COVID going like mm-hmm. and that you're helping them get through or deal with that maybe other people are dealing with and are unaware that is even yeah. going on? I have seen some interesting phenomenons. One is most of my patients have some sort of autoimmune issue. And that's new or like within the last year or that's no, been there? Like they've, yeah, they've always had autoimmune conditions. So I, maybe this isn't directly answering your question, but I've, I've found this sort of interesting phenomenon amongst people with autoimmunity is that most of them are really doing well under like surprisingly well during this time because they've been forced to live like a pandemic, even when there's not a pandemic. When you feel lousy, you can't go and do the things that your friends do. You're kind of socially isolated in many ways. And they, surprisingly, I'm also seeing them, even if they get COVID, they're not having extreme symptoms either. They have fatigue, they have, but they're not, you would think they have immune problems. They could potentially have issues, but I haven't seen that. That doesn't mean there's not exceptions to that rule, but most of my patients have been fine and bounced back. But the more of the long hauler issues, is that what you're asking about people that- Yeah, just like, I mean, cause you've done this for so long, but this has obviously been a unique year. And if there's anything that yeah. stood out to you, like, oh, this is an issue that's popped up this year. And maybe people don't even realize they're dealing with it. Or like maybe, maybe the labs come back. Maybe being sedentary, like they're mm. more sedentary because they're oh, at home. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, it's really cool to see this actually. I see a lot of people that slow down a little bit and actually prioritize their health. Because they're like, dang, I don't have anything to distract me so it's now. gotten better. Yeah, that's actually got better. I know that's not always happening. You hear the articles and see people are like, man, I let myself go. But even those people, it's typically short-lived. And they're like, this is done. I'm like moving on from this season of my life now. And I want to get healthy again. I actually, I know I'm talking to people who actually want to get healthy. So I know I'm not the best like across the board, everybody, but at least there's a big surge of people I've seen since March that are like, I've been putting this off and I don't want to put it off anymore. And now I have the time to to wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, obviously people go to you when they're ready to start like getting it together yeah. and getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to see. Yeah, it is really cool. I think that for us, like this caused us to slow down, think about what we really want mm-hmm. our life to look like and what what's important and things like nature and things that maybe wouldn't have happened yeah. had there not be, been a pandemic. We got to step back and look at it. So I would like to know what I should be feeding my one-year-old. She's, I'm just letting her experiment with everything mm-hmm. because I don't want to restrict anything from yeah. her. But are there some like really core foods that I should yeah. be giving her every day for brain development and all that? Yeah, I think healthy fats are the best way to do it. And you just, depending on their age, you can cut it up or mash it up. And so avocados, olives, wild caught fish. If you're making anything, you can drizzle like polyphenol rich olive oil on it and introduce them the, the things. There's a company out there. I have no affiliation with them. I think it's called Serenity Farms. You, you Serenity Kids. Serenity Kids. Yeah. yeah, we love it. They're super sweet people. And they send me stuff because I have a niece that my kids are older now, 14 and 11, but I have some babies, <laughs> nieces and nephews. So they send, the, they're, they're a great company. Yeah. Yeah. Serenity Kids is amazing. If you guys have not checked them out, they have the best packets that I've ever seen. Yes. Their ingredients are crazy. They have yeah. like 
bone broth and bison and like all yeah. really great. And they just sent me puffs recently too. Yep. I've I mean, I haven't tried any of these, but people love them. We got to get the puffs for her. Yeah. Yeah, the puffs, I think. Just and we should out. disclaim that we are partnered with them. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. But, but yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah. They're a I great love company. Them. Yeah. Wanted to ask you, so if Michael's making Zaza eggs mm-hmm. and he just drips olive oil in there, that's better than butter, you think? Or is it doesn't, both You could do grass-fed butter. That's fine. Or you can do ghee, clarified butter, which is a higher smoking point and there's no casein in it. We have ghee. I've been cooking her eggs because I do it quick with, with avocado oil. But oh, that's, that's good. That's yeah. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. Give her extra. I cook much better for her than for myself. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you cooked me eggs? Yeah, well, <laughs> That's yeah. a really common parent thing. It's like, yeah, I can do this for my kids, but... What about me? But yeah, that's great. I mean, eggs are great. Yolks have choline in it, which is a precursor for acetylcholine, healthy omega fats, B vitamins. I mean, really good stuff. Have you always been this interested in wellness? Are you just, has it always been something that you're drawn to? It, it was. It's for early age. And then I spent a couple of years going towards Nutter Butters. Do you remember those Nutter Butters and Nutty Buddies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like had a few years where I went on like a binger of like Nutter Butters and nutter, Peanut Butters by Weed. <laughs> Peanut butter is my weakness. Oh, I love a nutter butter. Do you remember the chocolate? Oh, they look like little peanut this- cookies, right? Yes, the yeah, peanut yeah, shaped yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, but yeah. then do you remember the chocolate ones that are like the logs? And you? Oh, yeah. Those are dangerous. Like wafers nutter and peanut butter and chocolate. so good. No, Taylor's ordering them on eBay right now. <laughs> they look like penises, but you eat them and they're like the, like the kind most- kind of penises you looking at? <laughs> the most- <laughs> delicious like peanut butter. It's yeah. like creamy. I'm mad you just told me about yeah, nutter man, butters. That, if I had to think in my mind, like the that the was red the thing pack, I right? love. The red pack? Yes, red yeah. pack. And then like, I think the chocolate log wafer peanut butter was like Little Debbie, maybe. I don't remember. But like yeah, that it, company. It was, it was Little Debbie. It, 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 thank you for confirming You know that. what else it was, was good? It was the circular ones, right? Or you, it, it, or no, you're talking about oh, snack oh, wells. You're talking about the, ro- the rolled ones. They, no, they were like logs, chocolate wafer I know exactly logs. Taylor's about. like, I have them right here. Hold on, let me grab them. <laughs> no, I've been eating a lot of seas candy. I love seas candy. Oh, <laughs> for Valentine's Day, they did, they did. It's it's basically like a Reese's Pieces, but it's peanut butter and dark chocolate and a heart. Oh, I'm so Since good. everyone ran around the table and said what they ate today, Taylor, I would love to know what, <laughs> uh, sincerely what you ate. Tell Doctor Will so he can di- um, like dissect it. Oh, this is okay. So this is what I had. A bag of regular flavored Doritos <laughs> and then a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, wow. Which yeah, two it. bags? That's it. <laughs> and then and you, Starburst. And then you just had Starburst. Yeah, and then Starburst. And you're for sure one of those people that like gets the residue of the Doritos oh. underneath your fingernails and you're sitting there licking them off so you're getting every single little... <laughs> you gotta God. savor the Taylor, flavor. Taylor, you are such a fucking liability for me. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, can you tell us what you ate yesterday? Because I'm sure it was worse. <laughs> what did I eat yesterday? Yesterday, I had Mexican food. Okay. And then I had crackers and cheese. Okay, so Dr. Oh. Will, what's... Dr. Will's face is it's not happy <laughs> What's with a little response? tweak that Taylor can make since he eats <laughs> so much? Can you give not, him... There's no tweak. No, it's but a maybe tweak. you could tell him, like, drink a green juice in the morning. Like, is there yeah. something little that he can do? Because he's not going to overhaul his whole diet. Are you drinking water, Taylor? Occasionally. He hates water. He doesn't <laughs> like water. Do you, do you really I not? I drink it occasionally. I'm, I, at, I'm at a glass. I or would two say a day. start with drinking water. <laughs> that would be the first step. Hydrate a little bit, man. <laughs> at least flush it out faster. Yeah, that's 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 powerful. I'm an, I'm an outlier. <laughs> How's your bowel movement? Oh. <laughs> Fresh. Oh, it has the Doritos residue on it. <laughs> Doctor Will, if you could give our audience one little piece of advice that's in your book that was really, really life changing, what would it be? See, all of this stuff that I'm talking about—food 
eating in a specific way, fasting. The way that I think people should use these tools is a form of self-respect. This isn't like to punish yourself. If it doesn't resonate with you, you feel great, move on, keep doing what you're doing. The point is there is a sea of people that don't feel great in what they're doing. So what I'm saying is you have to do something different to see something different. And I get to see on an hourly basis, people reclaim their health and having they're in control of food instead of food is in control of them. That's what I want them. So I, I talk about in the book, I call it food peace. Having this sort of inner stillness of saying, I eat when I, this food makes me feel great. I want to do more of what makes me feel great. And it's not about all the things you can't have and being super restrictive. It's about, no, I like feeling better more than I miss this food that makes me feel like crap. That's what I want people to have. So that's the message of the book. It's, it's having agency over your health and you can't heal a body you hate. You cannot obsess your way into health. This is not obsessive. This is just a measured approach. But look, in a world, when, when, when we live in a society where healthy foods and intermittent fasting is radical or quote unquote dangerous, I mean, it makes complete sense because we're actually feeding our own health problems in our society. So of course that would be radical. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I think the, the one thing people need to do before they jump to conclusions, they need to listen, uh, read, like if they don't listen to this, they need to read your book or see which, because I think there's what people are saying you're saying and what you're actually saying. Mm -hmm. And those are, to me, those are two worlds apart. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even you talk about the, the spinning and stuff, and I, I don't want to go back on the tangent here, but real fast, it's interesting to see where Gwyneth said in the article on Goop, she said she's going off of alcohol for a little bit. So she was she was using these seed lip. Have you tried seed lip before? You would like them. They're basically alcohol-free, like carbonated spritzer things. I've never had them, but they're alcohol-free and they have these herbally flavors. And she was just saying, I wasn't having alcohol, so I was going for seed lip as an alternative. The Daily Mail and the BBC and all these that said she's saying she's having seed lip to help her post-COVID symptoms. Like they spin anything and make it to be like, she's saying this will help your post-COVID symptoms. It's ridiculous. The unlock is to just not give a fuck what anyone thinks. I know. I, I'm sorry for keep bringing this up. No, it's just not hitting I, well, me. No, but I'm telling you, just the unlock is just don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Yeah. I've, to, I've told Michael this a long time ago. I've been putting myself out there for the last 11 years, every single day. Mm -hmm. I've heard every single comment from go kill yourself, you're a bad mother, you're ugly, you're this. Like it's, it's, everyone's gonna have an opinion. The unlock is to just not fucking care what mm -hmm. anyone thinks. The coyotes howl and the caravan keeps moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can I say one more, not to change the subject here, but talk about like a, a treat that I love. Yes. But it's like the new age of how I eat. Like I wouldn't go to have like the gluten containing nutter butters, but my alternative, like we kept saying, like I'd rather someone be pragmatic and go for something that's better quality ingredients and versus going off on something that's can be completely sabotaging and how I like to feel is goody girl cookies. Again, no affiliation, but they're freaking amazing. These gluten-free birthday cake cookies. Have you ever tried those mm -mm. before? No, but they sound good. They are amazing. Birthday cake cookies. Those sound good. really good. Yeah. So Taylor, I, maybe, maybe <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. Taylor, you could go for a goodie girl cookie instead. Yeah, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Where can everyone find your book? Pimp yourself out. Tell us all about it. Thank you. So they have to listen to my podcast with your media, The Art of Being Well. And everything's at drwillcole.com. They can go on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, independent bookstores to get intuitive fasting. Thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah, we'll link everything out. Thanks for Instagram. For at Dr. Will Cole, D-R 
Will Cole. You are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming on. Come back anytime you want. Thanks, friends. Thanks, Thank buddy. you. If you like this episode, be sure you listen to episode 228. That is with Dr. Will Cole also. And he talks about eliminating inflammation, functional medicine, and healthcare. It's a very interesting episode. You have to check it out. And then don't forget to enter the giveaway. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this podcast on my latest Instagram, at The Skinny Confidential, and someone will be picked to win his new book. Cheers. Cheers.